morning, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to Beyond the Plate uh, RVA. I'm Rebecca Pierce, your chief bakeologist at Maggie's Cupcake Cafe and your creative transformation and mindset strategist. And I'm here with yet another fantastic guest on my show. I'm so excited to have this guest. But before I introduce her, I got to do housekeeping stuff. Let me catch my breath because y'all trying to do this tech. <sighs> okay. So this show is brought to you by RLP Productions and, of course, Maggie's uh, now Custom Sweet Treats. They are our sponsors for the show. And then we also have a a marketing advertising sponsor. Yay! Today's show is brought to you by Mary Cofield with Roco Air. So to breathe better, let me help you reduce indoor air contaminants and breathe cleaner air every day. Say goodbye to mold spores, y'all, viruses, and VOCs. Those pet odors and allergies can be a thing of the past. So schedule your free home air quality test by request at mary.rocoair. That's R-O-C-O-Air at gmail.com. And of course, we're going to put that advertising uh, information on our social media pages. Yay, got that done. So we are coming to you live from the Culture Mix Studios here in Richmond, Virginia. And again, the reason why we began Beyond the Plate, why we shifted from TV show to podcast is because Chef Michelle and I had the awesome pleasure of attending the Black Women in Food Summit this past March in Washington, D.C. And while we were there, I met our next guest who like blew me away with what she's doing. This show is all about supporting black and brown women in the beverage, food, and spirits industry. And Michelle Johnson of Ghost Town Oats is like the big dog that I wanted to bring to this show. So I am excited <laughs> to have with us y'all, the CEO, the chocolate barista, Michelle Johnson. Oh. Yay, Ooh. if I had an audience. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited Thank to you for having me. Oh, absolutely. And I know it's but but early out there in California, my home state, and I'm here <laughs> in your home state of Virginia. So we want to definitely just get get right into it um, because I, I definitely want to hear as much of your story as as we can. So Ghost Town Oats. I introduced you also as the chocolate barista. So, mm -hmm. how did you sh how, tell me the journey briefly? How you went from the chocolate barista being in that coffee shop to like, oh my god, I'm going to create an oat milk company. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, the the story and the journey is not only is it long, but it's absolutely wild, and it is really a testament of what it means to just say yes, right, and to let that guide you to places and experiences and, and career trajectories that you wouldn't even know um, you're supposed to be doing. So my mother is a coffee drinker. She's been drinking coffee my whole life. <laughs> and my first cup of coffee, I had snuck into the kitchen mm. when she had gone to tend to my four younger siblings. And I had like taken her cup off the counter because I smelled something like sweet right. and warm. And I was like, <laughs> what is this? So I went and I grabbed it and I took three big gulps and it was like the sweetest, warm, just like kind mm. of roasty something in the cup. And I was like, whatever this is, I'm with it. And I've been subscribed <laughs> ever since. Ever since. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so I guess like the idea of working in coffee, it 
as a career, it didn't come to me until much later. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to be a barista because I wanted to learn how to make this drink that I really liked to drink. I wanted to have access to the syrups and the recipes and to be able to really just make whatever it was that I wanted to drink and then also have fun serving it to other people. Um, So when I finally became a barista in my very early 20s, actually my first job, I was 19. Mm -hmm. I was job hunting with my cousin in D.C. And I I was walking by a coffee shop, but I was really, really nervous to walk in there. I was like very shy at the time. I'm still kind of (laughs) shy. Okay. Um, She lying. And she was like, like, girl, come on. And she like grabbed my hand, walked into the coffee shop, asked for a job, had an interview, got hired on the spot. And then from there, it was like, okay, I took it so seriously i made flashcards for all of the different words oh wow i um studied how to make all of the different drinks i wanted to know the difference between Mm -hmm. a cappuccino latte all of that stuff uh and then it wasn't until my second job as a barista about a year later that i learned that it could be a career oh wow because i'd learned about uh competitions and Mm -hmm. latte art throwdowns and which are basically just people going head to head pouring latte art and the best one wins never heard of any of that before that's so cool but these competitions go all the way up to the world level right the world barista championship the world latte art championship the world brewers cup so once i learned that you could take it that far Mm -hmm. i was like i want the trophy i want to be a champion (laughs) i was like okay like i'm definitely in it for life (laughs) oh my god at that point and didn't you like win a competition recently so I I didn't win, but I did qualify for the national That's competition. Winning. That's and then winning. in 2020, <laughs> I was the first and am still the only black woman to ever compete wow. at the national level. That is so yeah. amazing because it's like you I mean, you are you literally like forged your way in an, in an industry, an aspect of the industry that a mm-hmm. lot of us never heard of, like. It's very niche. It is very, very niche. And so I love very, how you said you were determined to find out and learn how to do all of it. Yeah, because it was like, of all the things that I could have done growing up, Mm -hmm. like I I could have gone and just stayed in academics and gone to school. I could have, um, you know, done sports or art or any of those things. Mm -hmm. This was the only thing that I jumped into that really like fired my soul up. Wow. And it just excited me so much. And I, and it was fun. And it was also saving my life in a way because like when I found coffee as a job, I was homeless Mm -hmm. and I have been homeless for a majority of my life. So this was like my way of taking care of myself finally and not, you know, my life didn't have have to be in the control of my parents who, you know, weren't really taking care of things. I was finally getting to take care of myself with coffee. So, yeah, it was very deep. Yeah, with with coffee, that's so amazing because I remember. Well, you, you know, I'm a couple hundred years older than you, but I <laughs> one of my I grew up Pentecostal, and we were not allowed to have a TV. And I don't think we didn't get a TV mm. till I was like eleven. And one of the first things I remember with a television was a Folgers commercial, and I was like, yeah, or Ma- and Maxwell House, right? Maxwell House coffee, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just the images of like the family coming down to breakfast and the smell of coffee. And I was like, you know, that seems fascinating. But I didn't start drinking coffee until I was in my late 30s. And I have to admit, Mm -hmm. there's just something about the warmth of it that connects to those commercials of making coffee feel like home. 
like wherever you have yeah. a coffee, a cup of coffee, it feels like home. Yes. And is that so that seems to be the thing that drew you to that. It was like this this is wholeness, this is home, this is comfort yeah. for me. That's accurate? One hundred percent. Yes, very accurate. And I just wanted to share that with others. Mm -hmm. So being a barista was me getting to share that passion, share that home feeling like I want to like this makes me feel secure. It gives me comfort and it doesn't matter if you know all of the things mm -hmm. about coffee and how nerdy it can get and all that <laughs> stuff or you are just coming in to get something sweet and iced and half the time people are coming in and they want it frozen either Ooh, way i'm going right. to serve something to you that you're going to walk away happy with and it's going to feel good because i'm putting that spirit into what it is that i'm making for you so who gave you the name chocolate barista did you give that to yourself or someone's like called you that one and you were like aha <laughs> No, I gave it to myself and I was being facetious. Oh, but I love it though. It, it works. It absolutely works. Yes. Because you said you're, yeah, you're the one only those... one. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I was, it's, it's one of those things where I, an, another thing, I just w didn't realize what I was doing at the time when I was naming myself that. Oh. Like, I used to laugh at the fact when people would make jokes about, you know how like black yes. people and chocolate and our skin tone, yeah. and, oh, you're a mocha latte. Like <laughs> as a barista, I got, <laughs> right. those things were said to me mm. all of the time or people being like, I like my uh, woman, how I like my coffee, oh, like yeah. Ethiopian or black or blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> right. I'm just like, okay, whatever. This is funny. Like I'm not mm. taking this serious. Um, so when I created that, that brand, that blog, um, I was like, I'm just going to play off of that because it's going to definitely turn heads and make right. people be like, Ooh. why would you call yourself that? And well, I'm I like, love it. Why I don't get you it. come find out? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so when you launched the blog, it, was it all about being a black woman in the coffee in this industry? Not or what initially, was it about? Mm -hmm. no. Yeah, it was actually um, a, a very much like what today's influence, like, mm -hmm. you know, blogger influencers right. are where it's like this is how i live my life mm -hmm. this is me as a barista knowing that i was one of maybe two or three wow. black people in arizona at the time at this mm -hmm. point in my life i'd moved to phoenix okay so i was you know i'd gotten past dealing with the culture shock of going from chocolate city <laughs> so you were to, mm, to phoenix castle, arizona right? <laughs> would you like a vanilla latte yes. and, yeah <laughs> right um and knowing that like kind of inherently knowing that i was like this is the the way that baristas were looked at the, at the time mm -hmm. it was very much suspenders mustache a flannel shirt wow. this very like hipster vibe and like i had my own hipster vibe too but it just didn't look like that right. it didn't sound like that it didn't feel like that like i still wanted to be behind the be behind the bar and like listen to Lauren Hill oh, and yes. you know that was my coffee shop music that <laughs> right. my coffee shop music was you know what today would be like Ari Lennox or something right. like that not just you know guys whining on a guitar even though mm -hmm. I'm into it too but the idea of the blog was this is me and my lifestyle as a barista, both behind the bar and in front of the bar. So these are the that. outfits I'm wearing. These are the places I hang out. Because when you think about like the, the baristas, they're along with bartenders are like the people who know 
all of the good music right. or like what's new, <laughs> where to go mm-hmm. to eat, where to go to drink. Like That's they're kind true. of like the city's ambassadors. Yeah. So I wanted to give my perspective like, okay. on that. Like people wanted to know, Michelle, what do you do? Right. And especially for all of my friends and family back in DC. They're like, first of all, why the hell did you move to Phoenix? <laughs> right. Like that's <laughs> and a I'm far like, away from Chocolate let me show City, you. right? <laughs> but then it's so let that, me show you exactly how. That that is that I mean to me that's just again, I'm coming from a different world. So it's just so fascinating to know that there's a culture of food a, a drink culture like that and that it's really mm-hmm. expansive uh and becoming more and more inclusive and I, and I love that. So then so then what was the aha moment when you said, "Okay, we need I need to create a milk yeah. um that fits this world because I want to make sure, you know, Again, yeah. the spirits were drawing you clearly. So how did how did Ghost right, Town Oats right. come about? So oat milk was something that came about years later. This is mm-hmm. 2020 now. Yes. We're fast forwarding. So I'm no longer behind the bar. I've been a coffee consultant for a really long time at this point. I've lived in a few different places, had a couple of jobs, and we're all just kind of sitting around not really doing much <laughs> in 2020. <laughs> okay. Um, and But earlier in that year, I was doing a lot of work with another oat milk company mm-hmm. just as like a, a content creator and things like that. Now, the actual concept of creating an oat milk was brought to me. So it's a it's an instance of me saying wow. yes to something that I had no idea where it was wow. going to go. Once again, saying yes. I love uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I before that, I was like, I would have never thought like, oh, I could just create my own oat milk. Like right. my reference point for oat milk brands and oat milk companies, they're big. Like mm-hmm. Oatly is big. California Farms is huge. Right. Minor Figures is international. Like that's just so much it used to I used to be so much bigger than what right. I thought um so when the concept was brought to me I was like oh well we could totally do this but here's the thing oat milk as cool and trendy and interesting as it is is very much marketed to what seems like a target demographic of people who have you know, money to spend. It's kind of spun right. in this way where it's for wellness as a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like a, you know, it's it's something that uh, my mom w- or my aunts would say is like white people stuff. Well, yes, it is. It, let's be, like, it ain't no scenes. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> it's marketed like, like, that. It, it's, yes. it's white people stuff. So, right. And me being especially coffee barista, you know, I'm I'm entrenched in white people stuff. Right. Sure. <laughs> but my whole vibe is trying to bring those things and being like, look, it doesn't have to be white people stuff. We enjoy right. this stuff too. Exactly. So as we were talking deeper about it, I was like, so if this is something that is marketed as white people stuff, <laughs> well, that doesn't quite make sense to me because I ain't Black white. people and people of color <laughs> right. are very, very lactose intolerant. Oh, like that's a, that's a whole demographic yes. that's yes. like, why are you leaving that money on the table? Exactly. That's a good point. Why are you leaving that money so, on the table? Oh, bam. And like, I, as the chocolate barista, when I did start to talk about being a Black woman in coffee and diversity and inclusion, my question all the time would be, why are you excluding all of these right. people, whether you're serving them or not hiring them, because it's just leaving money on the table? Don't y'all love money? I know y'all. Like, I <laughs> Everybody know loves y'all green, money. right? Everybody loves green. Right. We can all agree. <laughs> so that mm-hmm. that idea, that spirit, the culture of that. Right 
became what it is what is now ghost town oats so i did come up with that part and now it's a whole the rest thing. is history <laughs> oh my gosh so like yeah so what's your favorite thing about being a woman a black woman in in this industry in the food spirits and beverage industry mm. so like what brought you to the black women in food summit Oh, what brought me to the Black Women in Food Summit was I was so excited that there, like that that concept mm -hmm. itself, like existed. Like I had I hadn't been to a food and beverage event that was just solely for Black women, right? And knowing that so many of the um, so many of the food traditions and the history is so entrenched in black women creating for others and just like in creating right. for ourselves and that all getting like passed along and around. I just wanted to be in a space to build off of that spirit of like women who knew like what I'm doing, I'm entitled to, and it's mine. Oh, I love that. And it's mine for the taking. And so wow. that's, that's what I love most about being a black woman and, and beverage too. Mm -hmm. It's like coffee. I walk around with that energy that like coffee Right. Is mine. That that's my history. Ooh, it's from that. Africa. Yeah. Like, who's picking the beans? There's right? no question about that. <laughs> yeah. Who's gonna tell me that I can't right. be in this coffee shop? Oh girl. Mm -hmm. Especially now that I'm like, I am the black am woman the who was shop. at the US Barista Championship. So I <laughs> right. have the accolades. Right. You really can't tell me shit. But you couldn't right. tell me anything before either. <laughs> uh, right. You couldn't do it then and you can't do it now, most definitely. Yeah, right. I right. love that spirit. Yeah, because that's the spirit that we felt in the room, like when we when we went to the summit. Mm -hmm. I was actually looking for what I was looking for an answer or for direction for what to do with not only the bakery, but what to do mm. with this podcast, because I'd been sitting on it for a year. And I because I was like, I don't I don't know where this can go. And I don't want to make it go somewhere in a direction. I want it to be led in a direction. And so the summit yeah. gave us that opportunity. I did not know there was so I had not drawn the connection in all my years of teaching literature and especially teaching African American literature and then women's lit. And having and being a writer myself, having written about black women in food, having a, 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 a black female protagonist who's creating food, it did not mm. dawn on me that that room was going to be filled with over 200 women who were continuing what our foremothers have always done, which is to create love through a plate, mm -hmm. through a drink, through a wine, through whatever it is. And and that mm -hmm. that to me is was just phenomenal. So. So what do you do, Michelle? Like, what is your drink that you go to when you are in that space where you need comfort, where you want to mm -hmm. be reminded of being back in your mother's kitchen drinking that cup of, cup of coffee? Or when you have a friend who needs that kind of moment, what's the drink of choice that you mm. create? Uh, so it's, it is a hot oat milk latte with mm. nutmeg, cinnamon, oh. and honey. Oh. I'm flying out. I'll just, be there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's very simple, but right. it's just uh, oh. it's so comforting. It's so comforting. I absolutely, I absolutely love that. Oh my god, I need to get one of those. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So and so, hot, not ice. Oh, and, oh, absolutely. Hot. I don't really like iced coffee because um, that's just me. Um, so tell me a little bit more because I'm gonna show I'm gonna show you and and well those who are listening you can go on our Instagram you'll be able to see the pictures but I'm going to show you what we did with your with your oat milk but tell us more about the the ghost town oats what do you what's your vision for it I know you're doing a a, a campaign 
an investor mm-hmm. campaign. So tell us a little bit more about that, um, what you're trying to do. We have a, we definitely have a, a, an opportunity to share that with our audience. Absolutely. Um, so on WeFunder, we are, this is our second equity crowdfunding mm-hmm. raise. Um, so the first one we raised about $210,000. And this time we're only raising up to, we're doing $50,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are, this time around, it's more of like a community community engagement sort of round more than it is like a need for money. Although we will be using the money to go straight into mm-hmm. manufacturing and buying ingredients for our next run. Um, but it is our belief that, okay, we are creating this brand that is made by baristas and baristas are the whole reason why oat milk became right. popular in the first place. Yes, And so we really wanted to give this opportunity for baristas and also just in general, people who don't typically have access to doing things like mm-hmm. investing in companies right. an opportunity to invest in us, especially since we, between me and the other two co-founders, Eric and Ezra, we have so many friends and family who have helped us along our own personal journeys, our own career journeys, um, and who want to continue to support us. And so this is one of the best ways that you can support in addition to just buying the oat milk wherever you find it. <laughs> and and that, but that that's the thing. You can't find this milk everywhere. And, but right. that's the Not goal. Yet, anyway. That's the goal, right. <laughs> and so that leads to to my next question is what do you need from from the community, from your customers to help you expand? Other uh, mm-hmm. you know, other than going to WeFunder and again we'll put that link up too and and being an investor on that end, how how what else do you need from the community? I think what we need from the community is just a, you know, a continue to like when you do get the oat milk um, because there are places to order it online Mm -hmm. uh, and or if it's at a coffee shop near you is to just like shout us out like we want to see that people uh, are enjoying it that you like it we want to get your feedback even if you don't like it Um, there's we're still so young so a lot of the feedback more than anything is really crucial because we're in a place where we can make tweaks we can make changes uh, and we're not fully stuck in our ways just yet (laughs) she says young but but this girl's company, I mean, Oatly is looking at y'all <laughs> because you yeah. guys are growing. They're, they're, she ain't, yes. she ain't, mm-mm, mm-mm, this, I see this, yeah. this is huge because she, she got eyeballs on her, y'all. She's got eyeballs on her company. And, and that yeah. is, that is important. And we, we want to, as part of the platform for this show, we want to be able to bring Ghost Town Oats to Virginia. And so as part of my strategic plan to do that, we <laughs> took her we took Ghost Town Oats and we made a muffin with it, but not just any muffin. We made a chocolate chip jumbo Ooh. muffin with the oat milk. And I'm going to say, look, I'm opening it up. Okay, I'm just going to open up on live television. I don't know if you can see that. It looks so This good. thing is moist because, listen, we don't use regular milk in our bakery. We don't, I use lactose milk because my entire family is lactose intolerant. So, <laughs> so when I came across your milk, uh, Chef Michelle can testify to this, our, our sound tech. I was like, ooh, I bet I can use her milk in our product. Yes, and I want to do this. So I'm going to take a bite. Yes. Oh, oh my Jesus. Okay. <laughs> oh my damn. Girl, you I oh, wanted her. Me. I wanted her to show everybody my tasting. Oh, let me show everybody. Because 
she asked me to taste it, but I, I forgot to taste it and I started eating it. She ate half the muffin and she yes. didn't like chocolate. I don't like wow. chocolate, but this is very good. Very wow. impressed. Very, okay. very impressed. So we'll talk offline because we might have to now put that on, on the menu. <clears throat> I'd love to see it. <laughs> it is fabulous. It's a great product and, and I'm super excited to share it with you. So as we wind down, I have one serious question for you. And that is, Michelle, mm-hmm. how do you take care of yourself mentally, spiritually, physically? Like, what is your daily wellness mindset practice? Because it's a lot. You are the CEO of this company yeah. now. And you're open to the world. So how do you take care of yourself? You know, it's it's been a it's an active work in progress getting mm-hmm. this practice in in place. Um, because if I can be totally honest, I'm not used to having a, a practice like this in place at all. Mm-hmm. Like I've been going, I've been on survival mode my whole life. But now um, what I am working on is getting outside and taking a mile walk at least. Oh, like wow. I took, yes. <clears throat> excuse me. I took a mile walk this morning before this call. Um, and that has helped to energize me. It helps me to get outside of myself um, and to just like, it kind of reset my body and like help with the regulating the nervous system, especially yes. when like every day something is going wrong. Exactly. <laughs> right. Every <laughs> All day. The time. Um, and yeah. And then working on meditating as much as possible, even if it's for five minutes. Yes. Uh, I also have a very supportive partner and dog who just love to hold me. <laughs> and sometimes I just need like a hug at the end of each day. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And hugs are hugs are so important for us physiologically because they release these beautiful, wonderful yeah. hormones that that do help regulate mm-hmm. our nervous system and our respiratory system. Oh, and I us need back a hug. Center. I ain't hugging you, hush. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll and give I, you a hug. And so. I'm not even a hugging person. <laughs> I'm from California. We don't hug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but y'all hug no, out I'll here. I'll definitely hug you. <laughs> See, you got a hug, Chef. Thank oh, you. my gosh. Well, Michelle, it's been fantastic. I'm so happy that we got to bring you onto the show. Um, we've been waiting. I mean, I love all of our guests this season. You're our last guest of this, one of our last guests of the season. And we're so excited to um, have you. And we're going to support you um, and, and Ghost Absolutely. Town Oats. Absolutely. Cause we need to bring this to so Virginia. Much, we need to we need to be in. Look, we got Fresh Market here. We got Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. And you know, with we, my catering business, I need to incorporate this too. into my uh, my curry sweet potato. There, girl, yeah. Ooh. Well, I definitely have ways to um, for your two businesses, like mm-hmm. to get y'all oat milk. As far as groceries is concerned, though, that's the twenty twenty five strategy. Yes. But for now into twenty twenty four, I can help y'all ASAP. Okay, we gonna talk. Yes, yes. absolutely. That is yeah. fantastic. <laughs> so, tell us quickly, how can we find you on social media? All right. So you can find Ghost Town on Instagram at Ghost Town World. You can find me on Instagram, Michelle the T-H-A Ghost, Michelle the Ghost. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, You can also hit up our website, www.ghosttown.world. Sign up for our biweekly newsletter. Amen. It slaps. It is such a good read. Uh, Our director of communications, LaVon, does an incredible job making it entertaining and informative all the time. And yeah, that's where oh we are. Gosh. Well, we're going to definitely uh, put all that on our stuff. Guys, when you listen to the show, when you listen to the podcast and, and or watch our YouTube channel, make sure you follow her on all those platforms. Make sure you go to the website and see not only how you, you sign up for the newsletter, but how you can become an, uh, I'm going to give you all a new name, a ghosty. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm going to be a ghostie. <laughs> We've been chopping around a couple different names, but ghostie that is worked. definitely uh, one I've heard a couple times. Ghostie. I think that, hey, you go, hey, ghostie, how you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time on Beyond the Play RVA. Make sure you again go to Ghost Town, uh, follow them on social media, and again, make sure you download this podcast on Spotify, on Apple, on iHeartRadio, wherever we're at. Make sure you subscribe, follow the show, support us, spread the word, and of course, check out all of our guests, our past guests on the show. We have some great guests coming up in 2024. We'll talk about that later, but in the meantime, have a great day. Bye.